Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Guys, this is uh, the first Nickish episode of Nickish Cup of Coffee. It is September 11th, and our prayers and hearts go out to those who suffered um, and unfortunately died and passed away from the 9/11 tragedy. And I'm sure you and I can can remember exactly where we were on this day on September 11th. And this edition of the show, we have to do unedited. Un, uncut we just have to go straight forward because it's quick in the morning right before work um but yeah the our our hearts and prayers go goes out to those who who passed away from the 9-11 attacks and uh it's crazy to think that that was 20 years ago almost yeah time flies um yeah i echo the same kind of uh statement you made you know obviously prayers thoughts and prayers to those that lost family members and loved ones uh, 9-11 um key word or the key phrase for that is obviously never forget um and obviously lives lost for tragedy but i feel like thousands of lives lost at any time is a tragedy and it's very funny that the same folks that'll echo the never forget line are very quick to overlook or forget about the pandemic that's claiming a thousand american lives daily you know what i mean yeah. so you know that's a that's a kind of a, a mixed bag right there to me mixed messages but yeah i mean like you said good morning um i know somebody out there that Definitely is not having a good morning right now. That's one, <laughs> James Harden. Um, given the events of last night, I'll throw it back over to you after that smooth segue early in the morning. I got to get credit. 7.22 a.m. Supposed yeah. to have crust in my eyes, and I was a smooth little <laughs> little pivot, bro. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you guys listening are probably wondering why we're doing these the segments. It's basically just us to recap on whatever major items are going on in the NBA. You should see these kinds of segments about twice a week hopefully more at some point. But, yeah, back to the Lakers game against James uh, against the Rockets last night. Lakers destroyed the Rockets, a uh, number of players with with great figures, um, or stat lines, rather. We had, just to name a few, Anthony Davis with 29-12, and 12, James with 16-15-9 and 9 near triple-double, Rondo near triple-double, um, and... Alex Caruso came in clutch last night with a couple of <laughs> defensive plays and uh, a three-pointer that basically was a dagger against the Rockets for their comeback. But the name that's going to strike out the most or come out the most from, from all this is James Harden, uh, former MVP, always finished in the top two for about, I think, four years. And the narrative that he's really bringing together for his own self or his own sake is the fact that he is not clutch when it comes to <laughs> high-pressure playoff games. Now, there was an excellent article written by Zach Lowe before this series started where he truly broke out on whether on whether or not James Harden comes out clutch. And the fact of the matter is, is when it comes to the last five minutes of high-pressure playoff games – James Harden is a minus 19, and this is before the Lakers series. And last night he went 2 of 11 (laughs) against the Lakers. I'm going to throw it back at you and just say the general question, is James Harden clutch? 
I mean, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt just as soon as last week when we recorded. Um, you know, I, I chose Rockets. I think it was six or seven. But then even just midway yeah. through the episode, I was just like, I made a hard pivot. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm trusting Harden and Russell Westbrook over LeBron James, not nah, Lakers at seven, which was a gross underestimation considering they're up 3-1 now. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, clutch is definitely doesn't seem like uh, Harden's forte. And just because – it's not even just about being clutch. It's not even about, like, he's the type of dude that plays hard, you know, the whole game, and then, like, he just comes up short. It's just like, you know, in these clutch moments, we've seen it for years now. It's just like he comes in looking mad lethargic, just like he's a walking zombie yeah. out there. Like, you see – like, the whole team yesterday looked like they played with no energy. I know Daniel House is a nice role player, but he ain't that important. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> – was he the dude that brought the good Kush into the bubble? And then, like, like he's, he's he's incognito. He's out of there now, so they, they ain't got no bud. they all just, like, lazy, fucking was unmotivated. Was it Kush? Was that, was that what happened with Eddie House? Oh, no. No, he... <laughs> 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 yeah, the Eddie, Eddie House, you said? Or Daniel House? Daniel House, my bad. Not Eddie no, House. Eddie House, famously known for getting smacked up by Ray Alston in a playoff yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Iconic moment. Shout out to Ray for if you're out there. Skip to my Lou. Streetball legend. But, um... <laughs> Now, the house situation is, like, he apparently uh, was uh, getting his uh, pickle tickled by a testing <laughs> official yeah. um, in, in his room. But the fun, this shit is, like, some straight-up conspiracy shit because it's, like, apparently there's no video. The NBA released the statement. There's no video of it, but they have circumstantial evidence. You hear what the circumstantial evidence is? Bro, they caught this lady going into the building and leaving, and around those same times, they got it that uh, uh, Daniel House opened his door in that same time frame. That's all. You know what I mean? He just opened his door. So the lady is apparently denying that she saw House. House is denying that he shot, saw her. And I'm over here thinking, like, yo, Bronze Clutch Mafia is some in-depth diabolical, like, operation. You know what I mean? Like, they got a <laughs> nice Instagram model, dress up as a co- testing official, just going in there and uh, just wreck shop. Ruined the Houston Rockets playoffs hopes and um, they got guys in the security room working late at night. Oh, yo, you already know. you see how the fucking media anything. moves. See what I mean? You got the media out there. Like you saw that athletic article a couple of weeks back. They're like, oh, with all that's going on in the world, it's a, there's a lot weighing on LeBron's mind. I'm like, bitch, LeBron's not the only player that's dealing with this shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. like the the fucking kind of shit that gets written in defense of LeBron. I wouldn't be surprised if he's if the clutch mafia. We joke about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if their reach is exactly like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, I and mean, circle back, Harden ain't exactly clutch. Yeah, He's not clutch, pushing. and we got to look at the Rockets as a whole and see if the if they <clears> do <throat> lose the next game and lose this series 4-1 against the Lakers. You, you got to wonder what's the next step for the Rockets and if this is going to be the last mm. time we see Mike D'Antoni, which is most likely going to be the case, and yeah. maybe even see what Harden's future is because he it, – it might be, you know, reaching a bit, but – Maybe this this experiment, not this experiment, but his time with the Rockets might be shorter than we thought. Um, or maybe yeah. Westbrook might get traded again. Who knows? But when it comes down to it, the small the small game for the Rockets didn't work last night. I know you mentioned last episode that they're a matchup nightmare for the Lakers. But even when the Lakers go small, they're, they're the big. players on the team are long and they dominated yeah. the boards last night, fifty two to twenty six, basically doubled. The number of rebounds the the Rockets had, the guys on their team: AD six ten, LeBron six nine, Markeith Morris six eight, Green six six, KP six six, and Caruso six five. These are long players when they go small, 
and they're capable of defending multiple positions and crashing boards. So we're going to end up seeing a West Coast LA showdown between the Clippers and the Lakers most likely. And it would have been sick if it wasn't pandemic and we saw this at Staples Center to see them go back and forth for a seven-game series. <laughs> but with with the Clippers leading the Nuggets 3-1, we're probably going to end up seeing the two LA teams battle it out to go to the Which, finals. And that's going to be... Adam Silver is happy. I mean, yeah. the two LA squads from the very start, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one in cahoots with the Clutch Mafia that sent in this, this, this young lady and just ruined Daniel House's mm-hmm. life. Because apparently he's married too. So imagine you, his oh, wife, no. and you see this headline. Or you just go on Twitter. <laughs> oh, what, what's on the bird today? What's going on on social media? What? She sees she sees her man's name in the headlines for the first time. Oh She's like, gosh. "Oh shit, <laughs> he had a good game last night." <laughs> Little did she know the it's other like game. Glances, that's the Bleacher Report notification. Oh, I know my baby showed out last night. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, that man is. Uh, I saw somebody tweet. It was the funniest shit. It was like, "Yo, his teammates probably mad as shit at him, and his wife is probably pissed at him. He got hell at home, hell in the workplace. His whole life is hell." Like that's that's a bad spot to be in, you know what I mean? But on a more serious note, yeah, obviously, I think the Rocks are just going to get blown up. If they lose this series, their owner being the notorious cheapskate that he's reputed to be, you know what I mean? I could see him firing Daryl Morey, not re-signing D'Antoni, and just trading Westbrook, you know what I mean? And I think Harden's going to stay just because this dude, Fertitta, like I said, Tillman Fertitta, he's a cheapskate, so he'll keep Harden just to, like, sell tickets. But I think... Even just going back to last season, he was like, oh, you know, we're at the luxury tax, but I'll pay the luxury tax if we're a title contender, which to me sounded like once a billionaire talks about, like, cutting costs, it's because he's desperate to cut costs, you know what I mean? So he's probably, like, he get, he was going to give the team this season to show if they're a real contender. Obviously, that's that's very far from the truth right now. He's probably going to blow the shit up, you know what I mean? That's how I see the Rockets going, but just want to speak on that real quick because I think we just legit might be seeing the end of an era, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Harden has been the Rockets for almost a decade now, pretty much. Crazy, bro. It Time is flies. crazy. Yeah. Um, so tonight's games are the Clippers and the Raptors. Sorry, Clippers versus Nuggets and Raptors versus the Celtics. I think a lot of people counted out the Raptors, and they they had an amazing, amazing double overtime game against the Celtics two nights ago. Crazy. And I'm rooting for them to make it to the East, to the, uh, what is it now, Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. Um, If they are able to put it together that way as a unit, that's amazing. Nick Nurse is a GOAT (laughs) right now. You saw what he did uh, with with Tatum, just got on the baseline and forced that turnover. Love it. it (laughs) Love it. The people that are just, like, blaming Nurse for that, I was like, yo, how is the issue not Tatum, like, just being a bad passer? You know what I mean? Like, like he's too close to the court. I thought he was my sixth teammate. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Wearing gray. (laughs) Like, shut up. Tatum's, like, he's either colorblind or is an idiot. Like, and I love, like, the player he's become, obviously, but that was just too funny. Like, the excuses that were being made. Like, what Nurse did wasn't technically illegal, pretty sure. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not sure about that. Uh, I haven't seen any headlines about them investigating. I feel like it should. If I were, if I were a Boston, Bostonian, or whatever they call themselves, I would, I would want that shit to be investigation and be that close on the court. But (laughs) the fact that he did it and is willing to take the fine and is is a reason for them to have that that comeback. A very small reason, but still a reason nonetheless. Was he legit on the court, or was he just like super close? Like, was he on like the the, playing court? He was like an inch away from the line. 
from the corner. Okay, so, so, he took, so that's that's the loophole he's going to go with. He's like, I wasn't on the court. I was on the sideline as close as possible. So, I mean, you know, Boston fans will do Boston fan things, but I, I swear to God, if Nick Nurse was a black coach, they probably wrote, like, a petition and, like, got the governor involved, knowing the reputation of Boston. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah Nick, Nick Nurse probably, like, just out the blue, he's put himself in, like, that top three coach conversation. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, Definitely. it's crazy. I saw somebody, a basketball writer, tweet, Bud might be the worst coach in the playoffs right now, and that's a wild thing to say, you know? Like... I don't know. I mean, that's we we talked about the Bucks enough last week, but yeah, um, yeah. Tonight, Clippers Nuggets. Do you see uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s comments that got Dame Lillard pissed too the other day? Do you see that? Was he saying? Was he blaming Jokic and Murray? Was yeah, he was saying, "Oh, we were we go to them, but that we should get other people involved." And Lillard was like, tweeted like quote tweeted it. He was just like basically like, "Yo, keep that shit in house." You know what I mean? Like this is such a fucking bad move and. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr., like, he may be more talented but than Kevin Knox, but, like, every other aspect about him just makes me, like, very happy that I didn't want him, period. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather take Knox being innocent trash than, like, Michael Porter Jr. being a dickhead but somewhat nice on the court. You know what I mean? Because he's not even that nice, honestly. Like, he's he plays a, zero defense. <laughs> he, he's, he's a fake nice guy. Maga Porter Jr., as he's nicknamed. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I I don't think he's like a I don't know I don't like his personality either, but yeah. I think we gotta pivot over to the Knicks right now, and we're gonna have a little back and forth right now with the main headlines with the Knicks. So I'll let you start us off. What's what's the latest with the New York Knicks? Um, well, the latest we did see some interesting uh, tweet from uh, Daily Knicks this morning, but I did want to touch on what was tweeted yesterday. Uh, so per Macri. Um, the Knicks quote unquote fixation on getting a young point guard is kind of overblown. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's basically the message. And he said uh, they're extensively right now uh, looking into four prospects deeper, and there are Cole Anthony, Kira Lewis, um, Devin Vassell, and Obi Toppin. And the reason those four are getting a look, according to Macri, is because they're not necessarily focused on getting a point guard this draft, but more so just focused on adding shooting to the roster. Which to me, you know, is I feel like that's a good sign because you don't want to go in with a set mindset about a position you want. You'd rather go in knowing what your roster's weaknesses are and address the weaknesses at whatever position. You know what I mean? So I think that's another nice kind of change of tune. But yeah, I mean, I know you were going quick fire, but I want to get my thoughts off there. But yeah, what's the other thing cool. that happened yesterday? Yeah, yesterday Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets was on JJ Reddick's podcast, Old Man and Three. And for some reason, they're still talking about us, bro. They're still talking about the Knicks. And Reddick <laughs> brought up, why why didn't you join the Knicks? And KD's response, quote, I didn't care about being the king of New York. That never really moved me. I didn't care about being on Broadway. I just wanted to play ball and go to the crib and chill. That's what Brooklyn embodied. I mean, sure, you know, <laughs> fine. That's, that's all right. <laughs> we, at this point, don't care, but also... It does seem like his damage control. They're trying to really show, show show the reason on why he's not joining the Knicks. But it was I personally still believe it was a hundred percent legitimate on the claims that he was going to be a part of the Knicks, especially with with Rich Kleiman. I'm sure they really sold that idea. And for whatever reason, their minds changed. Maybe it was a KP trade, or or not even or bro. something I feel like it all went left when, as soon as his Achilles snapped. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. the reporting at that time was just like 
since KD's the injured one, he doesn't have the clout over Kyrie to convince him to go to the Knicks. So Kyrie's just like, yo, yeah. it's the same city anyway, come Brooklyn. And KD being the 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 follower type of dude that he is he's saying why not bro you know what i mean why not uh and he's been spending the last year like you said damage control it's like a whole propaganda campaign and to me it's just like who are you trying to convince kd us or yourself you know what i mean like at this point it's it's like and then they're going so far left for trying to convince us they're like all every reporter every major reporter whose sources are are untouchable they were wrong you know what i mean nah i feel like just it, it is what it is. Like, we're, we're over it at this point. Like, we dealt with that trauma, <laughs> like, of not getting KD. But let the past be the past and, like, focus on what Brooklyn's doing and talk about your, your your coach getting hired because of white privilege, bro. Like, talk about that, KD. But, nah, like, even more on some real shit, it's just, like, they don't want to obviously – they can't admit that, like, oh, we, we were planning to be Knicks and then we got injured and that was that, you know. So I get that, but it's just like he's trying to convince himself, it seems like to me. But, yeah, I mean, you got another headline or want to close this out? Just no, we had a cup uh, of coffee. We did, ha- we did have one more headline, and that was uh, Chris Paul at oh, this yeah, point. Yeah. It's, still being, it's still being considered um, as I continue to get texts from work. What was the exact quote? Per Ian Begley, he re- who reported in April that people within the Knicks organization feel that trade for Chris Paul could help jumpstart their rebuild. And with Billy Donovan getting fired, it makes you wonder what direction the Thunder are going to go. But basically, there was a whole debate back and forth on Knicks Twitter on whether or not signing Chris Paul is the best move for the Knicks or is a good move at all for the Knicks. A lot of people don't feel that way, that... His, he has a bloated contract, he is an older point guard, and if he gets injured, could it screw us out of anything. But we also have to take into consideration that 2021 free agency and the and the draft are both as good as we've, we've seen in a long time. So those are major considerations. The Knicks, we would like to hope that they get a top pick, but at the same time, you want to have a building, uh, a winning culture. In, in the on the team and Chris Paul would would make that happen and his contract would last for a year we could still have players who might want to come in and join him we don't know most likely not because he is again on the older side yeah. me personally I would like to see Chris Paul because I think he just really escalates the the progress escalates the winning culture escalates the the development of our current players right now and we do have a pretty solid lottery pick this year and we'll probably have a lottery pick next year and if the draft next season is as deep as it is we don't have to keep gunning for the number one pick anymore i think we should be okay with getting a lottery pick a top 10 pick or maybe even top five with chris paul if he does get injured he doesn't play we still don't we still don't win those games uh let's hear your thoughts i mean you kind of echoed exactly what i was thinking like at this point we're not Let's not be worried about tanking to the top. Obviously, with a lot of odds decrease, that's major. And obviously, just like who we hired, who we got as a coach. Um, yeah, I mean, we got Walt Perrin. We beefing up our scouting staff. Like, let's not focus on trying to get in a top two pick. Like, let's try to win the season. And if we, like, falter trying to, like, be competitive, then okay. Let's let's be okay with a late lotto pick or a t- just a top ten pick. Because, like I said, put faith in your scouting staff that you – we've been kind of beefing up lately 
Um, and then on this Chris Paul thing, you and I are on the same side. It's just a perfect basketball fit. Culture-wise, it's perfect as well. The clout he brings and the change he'll bring along with Tibbs. Like, we've talked about that ad nauseum on previous episodes. But um, just looking back to the headline kind of game we're playing, Mac, we just dropped a newsletter this morning. And um, this guy, Scoop B, on uh, Twitter, he's like a reporter that has almost always been wrong. But Macri put his tweet in the newsletter, and he's like, Oklahoma City Thunder PG, Chris Paul is the talk of the town. There are at least six teams with expected interest. Um, we're one of the six. And he says, last line, I've also heard the Knicks already have an offer lined up. Um, Macri said he did some digging, and he can't find anything solid because he's assuming Leon is um, keeping it close to the vest. But, yeah, I mean, I'm down for CP3. Um to tie into that whole point about we're not really focused on getting a strictly a point guard this draft, Macri also said in his newsletter that um, it's been it's been perception-wise, people have been underestimating what the current Knicks front office thinks of their point guard crop because he's saying Macri's being told that Frank Nilakina is currently penciled in as a starter and Tibbs got legit love and belief in uh, Dennis Smith Jr. So I don't know how how valid those things could be it could be like strategic leaks to be a smokescreen to underplay our interest in a specific point guard but to me you know shit if frank is penciled in as a starter that's that's good news to us right we've been trying to get this dude playing time for three years now so about fucking time we've been trying to see this headline for three summers now frank nilakina penciled in as starter you know so i think that's a good that, that's a good tidbit of news you know what i mean yeah yeah it sounds good um, and maybe we'll potentially see a rise in Dennis Smith Jr. that you and I would both love to see. The resurrection. It's coming. The resurrection. <laughs> um, Don't get me back on the DS- DSGA bandwagon, bro. <laughs> if he becomes I mean, good, the shit talk will be incredible. <laughs> oh, um, well. Yeah, so that about closes it out. Again, this was an uncut, unedited edition of the Nickish show called a Nickish Cup of Coffee. We hope you guys enjoyed it and that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Subscribe on YouTube and check us out on Sportscaster, also at Nickish Show. We hope you guys check us out. We expect to record another episode very soon. Probably have about two or three a week. Um, two Nickish Shows, a uh, cup of coffees, and the regular episode where we just dive into everything that's been going on. And uh, check us out on Sportscaster. We expect to have a few more live stream episodes there where we dive into specific topics and uh yeah we appreciate the listen we hope you guys have a great day ahead um and again rest in peace to those who tragically passed away 19 years ago on september 11th and we hope that you continue to be safe on a daily basis wear a mask and you know just just be smart be safe we are almost through the end of 2020 and we can hope that a vaccine comes out soon yeah Stay safe out there. Rest in peace, obviously, to um, those that lost their lives in 9-11, as you said, and also to the relatives that were left behind by those that did get lost during that tragic day. And, um, yeah, stay safe. And also, yo, give uh, give the homies at Nothing But Nicks, you know, a listen, a subscri- subscription as well. Tune in to uh, Sim- Simeon Russell's weekly, Nicks Weekly on YouTube, Sportscaster. Um, we're all part of the same team, so team is eating. We all eating, you know what I mean? So... Aside from that, you know, enjoy the rest of y'all Friday. You know what I mean? Have a great weekend, y'all. Peace. Peace.